You're listening to For the Lore, the podcast that delves into the craft of our favorite games, whether lore, gameplay, or game design. Each week, Roger is joined by Joe, Vince, and Marty. September. We've got an actually pretty fun show tonight. I was surprised to find out that PlayStation had an event during the night, the PlayStation lineup tour, which went through a bunch of crazy Japanese shit. We'll get to that shortly. However, we're going to do a little bit more talking about Spider-Man because <laughs> it's still fucking awesome. <laughs> now, Joe, have you put it down yet? I'm sorry. What were you saying? I was too busy. Flip, flip. I was talking to Joe about this this afternoon because I was asking if he'd gone yet to find the Sanctum Sanctorium because it's in the game. And <laughs> what was funny was that I, I've been clearly playing a lot the last few days as well. And yesterday was a bad knee day, so I just literally propped the chair up and just played for hours and it was glorious. Um, and what I was doing is I was going around to find a lot of the different things. I figured, you know what? I'd rather not be doing the questing and stuff when I'm fucking loopy on all manner of pain meds. I'll just have fun instead. And the game supports that, encourages oh, yeah. it. So I was going around doing a whole bunch of the gathering the bags, which I finished today, actually. And then I was going around and finding uh, landmarks all over the place. And what was funny is that I had my fucking iPad beside me. And I was like, Siri, give me directions from the Empire State Building to 177 Bleecker Street. Because <laughs> that's where the Sanctum Sanctorum is. And it led me to the fucking Sanctum Sanctorum yep. in the game. You that's amazing. Oh, yeah. You climb up it. He has a really bad pun about something strange going on inside of there. But it's got, like, the fucking window. Yep. What's really, really cool, and I'm going to use this place as the example because there's lots of other ones, but um, we're used to seeing these things either two-dimensional in comics or in movies, but you can't really control the camera angles and different things like that. Here, you get to wander around. Now, granted, I mean, they worked with Marvel to get the specs as close as they could kind of thing, and you're only seeing the, exter the exterior of the building, but it fucking... It feels like strange is inside of there. Like I was going all over the roof and everything, and it was cool as fuck. And then I found the Wakandan embassy, embassy which was awesome. Mm -hmm. I re I found Rand Enterprises. There's Oscorp stuff all over the place, but I was I didn't think about the Rand one. And so when I found it, I went, oh, that's a nice little nod. Yeah, and he's in he's in Uptown too. Yeah, and then the um, Foggy Shop is also in there, by the way. Yep. Did you find uh, Jessica Jones' detective agency? I did. Did you see the notice on the door? Yes, I did. <laughs> I thought that was hysterical. Uh, the bar that Luke Cage worked at was yep. also in there. Yep. I I found all the landmarks. I I went and I scoured them all, and I uh, and I got the achievement for that. And what I thought was really cool is that, as incredible as it was to find the in-game or sorry the the in the comics buildings and whatnot, like I found the Avengers Tower by fucking chance. Like oh, yeah. I, I was literally swinging around 
and there it was. I, I was showing Tristan something, and there's the A, and I went, holy crap, that's the Avengers Tower, and I climbed up to the top of it, and we chatted for a bit, but what's even cooler is that, and I must preface this by saying, as interesting as New York is, New York City is kind of thing, I've never been one that I thought one day I have to go visit there. It's not, I'm not that kind of big city impressed by all of that. It's cool. I can appreciate the architecture, all kinds of other stuff, but that's not a dream vacation for me at all, at all. In fact, there's aspects of it that would not be fun, in my opinion, kind of thing for me. And yet, the game is so well done, and the implementation of that fucking camera encourages you to snap pictures, not just of landmarks and stuff, but just fucking shit all over the place willy-nilly. You're playing the tourist, but you don't have to worry about traffic. I swear to God, if I ever go to New York, I'm going to be very disappointed with how long it gets to t- takes to get around because here you are ziplining all over the goddamn place. But what I found myself doing was I was actually going out of my way to look for different places and things because it's... It's a fairly accurate depiction in so much as I know and I can see in what people have said. And it's, you're getting it from very cool angles, clearly, because you're Spider-Man. Like, when I went to Times Square, I just fucking hung out there for a while. And I bounced around between the different billboards and shit and was looking around. And it was very, very cool. I spent like a good 15 minutes looking for Lockjaw. Sadly, I still haven't found him, but that gives me something to shoot for, literally. But I found all of these other places, and it was encouraging me to to head to Harlem, to head to all these other places and just kind of wander around and see what the city is like, architecturally speaking, um, in, in each of those areas. Like the, the church where uh, Daredevil goes all the time. All of these mm-hmm. things. It was so fucking cool to go to the different burbs and just kind of explore i fucking adore this game so much yeah and and one of the things that i've been doing is i've been purposely not looking anything up i've been just trying to find it organically because that's that's how i like finding these types of things and it's been very cool to like stop in the middle of a mission and just be like oh hey 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 yes exactly yeah so I've been very impressed with it. And as somebody who's been to New York City, um, I don't have any love for New York City simply because I live in Buffalo and everybody constantly, constantly asks, you know, oh, how often do you go to the city? I don't. It's on the other fucking side of the state. Let's, let's be done with it, okay? Uh, but the recreation from the stuff that I remember is, like, spot on. And I really dig that. Uh, I dig how it feels like a living city. Um, there are some... I, I, I ran into one gripe. Um, there's a mission where you go to a Halloween party. And, of course, you go in as Spider-Man because you have a costume already built in. It's great. It's fantastic. But I don't know if this is the game engine, and I'll be interested to hear it when you get there, Roger, if this is your experience as well. But the same person was repeated crazy crazy often like the same same person in the same costume oh was repeated multiple multiple times and not just like here and there it's a small area um where the party is taking place but like 
I ran into three people in Panda Kirigumis, like right next to each other. Um, okay, I'll let you know. Yeah, because and I don't know if it's a problem with like just how the RNG generated it for me, and I haven't seen anybody else complain about it, so I don't know. So I'll be I'll be curious. Oh, I've got a few gripes, but my it's not really gripes. Like I understand that certain corners need to be like cut just because they spent so much goddamn money on say the city and and different other things. So I I get it. It's just it's annoying when you're hearing the same canned phrases over and over and over again especially during fights i'm finding you're getting a lot of the same canned phrases or if you're on the ground and zipping low enough to the ground that you're hearing them talk you're hearing the same thing so that's that's starting to kind of irk at me a little bit but to say that that's to say that like that's that's the that's the most objectionable thing for me right now in the game says a hell of a lot for the game so and I don't notice it nearly as much as like you're saying either, because uh, I don't know if this is a, a artifact or a side effect of me having the game in the highest difficulty, um, well at least the highest difficulty currently available to me. When I'm in combat, I'm I'm not paying attention to the quips unless it's with like one of the bosses. Other otherwise, I just I don't pay attention to them for the most part. See, I listen to everything, especially in the fights, because I'm listening for the directionality of when they're talking to and spinning around in those directions and whatnot. So, but anyways, it's, it's such a minor gripe. It is. Um, like I was saying earlier, I actually finished getting all of the backpacks. There's 55 of them. So I got them all. It was so cool seeing all of the, the memorabilia, which I will not spoil, but make sure that when you get it, you hit the triangle. So that oh, yes, you I was just gonna say that. hear him say things. Cause some of the things that he says is like, Oh, that's actually very interesting. And, um, once you get all of the bags, you unlock his original costume. So I am literally zipping around town right now in like a hoodie with those goggles, the soldering goggles mm-hmm. that he's got and everything. And it's it's just glorious. It's just so much fun. In terms of questing, I, I, I did the uh, MJ stuff that you talked about. And just like you said, it is fantastic. It's forget about the... Um, the the graphics and, and what it looks like, like for her, she looks like you said a normal teen and everything. Yeah, definitely. That's all cool. The fucking questing for her because you're playing as oh, her yeah. is a ton of fun because by that point you've done a lot as Spidey. So you're a little overconfident. At least I was. <laughs> and so there were a couple of points where I nearly got my ass handed to me. Well, presumably. And, um, and, and, and it was, it was suspenseful enough that you are kind of leaning forward and like being very careful <laughs> and what she discovers there. Fucking awesome. And all of these pieces are coming together in a way that is so much fun to, to uncover like the stuff with, with Lee, the stuff with fists that does not stop either and all this other stuff. And then the stuff with Otto. Well, now I've had some confrontations between him and Osborne and that's still going on there as well. Otto is still a fantastic guy so far for me. <laughs> he hasn't turned yet. But I've had some fantastic questing stuff, including the little spider cop stuff, the spider PI quest that you do as well. 
are really a lot of fun also. And it just shows what, say, an average night out might be for him, where it's not chasing down the shocker or something like that, mm -hmm. but rather some of Fistman's that are trying to hijack a network and things like that. And it, it works so well in the way that you can bounce in. You've got a half hour to play. You can still get a couple of quests in, stop a few crimes, zip along, maybe grab a, a snapshot here and there and feel like you've actually had a lot of fun. One of the things I really want to point out, too, and this is something that I'm seeing a lot of people chat about on, on Twitter and on Facebook and, and when they're talking about this game is you. this is not dark night this is not the arkham no, games no. this is not batman and the best way that you can really see that is by doing the random encounters and what i mean by that is when you when you fight in arkham as batman everything is very brutal bone crushing like he's literally there to crush these men and he's there to like make sure that they don't do crime again whether it's because they can't use their hand again uh, or because he just deters them from it. Spider-Man doesn't do that, even when he's being shot at. Like, one of the cool things is knock somebody over the side of a building. Like, do it. I don't know if you've noticed this, Roger. But when you do that, Spider-Man makes an extra motion that you don't actually put a uh, an input for and taps a web bomb on them so that it explodes so that they don't die. They attach to the side of a building. I... Now... Yes, I get what you're saying. Uh, however, <laughs> those motherfuckers are dying when they're getting shot off of the roof because I've actually followed some. Like there was one quest where you're going tower to tower to do a few things. Not the main one to get the towers back up, but something, another one later on. And on top of one building, I it was hard. And so I was having to do some sneak attacks, but then there's that point where it's like, okay, there's no choice. I have to get on the roof now and start taking some of these guys down. And I was shooting them off of the roof. And if you continue to follow them off of the roof and you can keep hitting them in the air while you're off the roof, you're not getting attacked by the guys who are on the roof still. And then you send that guy flying like I shot guys and they landed two or three stories down and I saw them land so that's when I kind of so realized that's, that's interesting because it, like I I have not had that happen yeah and I have I, I <laughs> let me put it to you this way over the edge I decided to be a mean Spider-Man. I was Vince Spider-Man for a while. <laughs> I was like, I'm throwing all these motherfuckers off the <laughs> you, roof you <laughs> <laughs> and yeah you you do shoot them off the roof well the point stands, though, is for the vast majority of the interactions, and I'm not going to claim that it's all of them now, because obviously you have a sample size that is different than mine, but Spider-Man is knocking them out and webbing them or restraining them. And even when you do your stealth takedowns, the stealth takedowns are the stereotypical Spider-Man. You're webbing them, cocooning them, and like tying them to a beam or to a ceiling or to something. You can see this is where I'll cut in again and say when you are webbing, when you're doing a takedown on a beam, and again, this isn't slamming oh, Spider-Man. He fucking smash yeah. it. Like, let's be very honest. These people are dead. They're presenting oh, them no. like they're not, but you hit somebody in they the head with a beam, the corner of a beam like that. I'm sorry. They're dead. And if not, they've got some pretty fucking severe brain damage. 
I hate you, Roger. I live with someone who's been through multiple concussions. We have studied concussions. I am, I'm not saying I'm an expert, but I'm watching these things and I'm going, oh, that motherfucker is brain dead. Like that's, that's it. There's this guy's drinking out of a straw for the rest of his life. I I'm standing by my point. I think for the most part, whether, whether you feel that there are some brutal moments or not, and there, there, there are sure. But for the vast majority of it, like, it, it it feels different, right? Like it's the best way that I can phrase it. It just and I'm not denying that it does lighter. feel different overall. And you most certainly can play it in such a well. Yes and no. You 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 can try, but again, it's 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 how seriously you're taking some of these things. When you are spinning a guy around and then let him go, and he flies a city block and hits a car. Once again, dead. <laughs> so you could suspend disbelief, but it's still a pretty violent game. Well, I'm not saying that it's not violent. I mean, it is. <laughs> Sorry, dead, I, deadly violent. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I, I'm i having a lot of fun just kind of doing the random things as well. And like you said, the, the backpacks, those are a nice touch. I really appreciate those. Uh, I love the landmarks. The tell landmarks them, are great. Tell them about the lockjaw thing you sent me. So and we'll, uh, on Wall Street, there's that bull and the, uh, I can't remember the name of the girl. Uh, the statue that's right in front of it. Defiant girl or something like that. Defiant girl or something. Yeah. And something so they, awesome, <laughs> but they couldn't put it in the game and they couldn't put it in the game because like we were talking about before, they couldn't get the rights to do it. Whoever owns the art, whoever has it licensed to the city just wouldn't let them do it. And so insomniac games and the people at Marvel were just like, can you put Lockjaw in there? <laughs> So they recreated the bull statue, but instead of the bull statue, it's Lockjaw. And it is fucking fantastic. It's such a great little thing. Did you find it yet? I have. Okay. When you're on, because I was on Wall Street. Where is, is it on Wall Street or beside Wall Street or? It's on Wall Street. There's a little like, it's between two buildings and a business park area. That's like a main walkway. There's no road there. So. Okay. I'll see if I can find it. When I landed on Wall Street, again, I didn't even know it was Wall Street, but then there was the landmark to take the picture of Wall Street, so I, that's how I figured it out. And then I was doing a whole bunch of blocks wider and wider, and I, I simply could not find it. But again, it's it's one of those things where, for me at least, it is so much fun swinging around oh, that I, I think I know what you're going to say now. <laughs> I don't think you do. Uh, I, I, I enjoy swinging around just to see what I might find. And I'm thinking this is where you're going to talk about the billboard. <laughs> nope. Wasn't going to talk about the billboard. The theater billboard? No, was not going to talk about the theater billboard. That's a whole other thing. I just think that's get that hysterical. <laughs> but there's an Easter egg that I found that is absolutely hysterical. There's a costume in the game that you can get that is Peter Parker running around with the Spider-Man mask in his boxers. And if anybody has what? ever read a Spider-Man comic, yes. If anybody has ever read a Spider-Man comic, you are you know this costume. So there's a joke that he makes at one point about only having three chest hairs. When you're in this costume, he only has three chest hairs. <laughs> <laughs> it is hysterical. It is great. That's what I was going to say. You can uh, think about the billboard. 
Well, the billboard was somebody. Or the uh, yeah, the marquee. Somebody was uh, asked Insomniac if they would put a marquee at a theater in the game, asking their um, their girlfriend at the time if she would marry him. And Insomniac thought, this is awesome. Sure, you'll have to put off the wedding. Are His you sure she'll five years? Yeah, are you sure she'll still be with you? And he was like, we've been together five years. It'll be fine. Don't worry. It was not. <laughs> it was not. Oh, but it gets so much worse. Not only not only were they not together when the game shipped, she left him for his brother. Ooh. So, oh. so Insomniac Games reached out to him after he tweeted out, like, well, this is bittersweet. Um, and I asked, do you want us to change it in like an update? And he's like, no, hopefully, hopefully somebody else can use it. Like <laughs> as long as they're proposing to, what was it? Maggie, I think. <laughs> Yeah, something like as, that. as long as they're a Spider-Man fan who wants to marry somebody named Maddie, yeah. And they <laughs> happen to find the fucking sign too, because it's a big goddamn city. I don't even know where that sign is. Yeah, I don't know either. So that is going to wrap it up for Spidey for now, because we do have other things we wanted to talk about. But again, having so so much fun in this game, and the questing is actually getting better and better. And I'm on, and it was funny. We finished last week, and I was like, "We didn't talk about the puzzles. <laughs> the puzzles we are fucking yeah. awesome. They're great." Initially, I thought, "Well, this is a little simplistic," but then it actually they they get a little bit tougher. Better, it's yeah. nothing that difficult, but when you've been out swinging for a while or fighting or whatever, that relaxing and doing this, whether it's at Otto's lab or at uh, the various Oscorp. Um, uh, little huts that he's got all over town. Harry put up around town. So those are, again, that opens up different quests as well. So that's, I've also been doing that. But the, the puzzles are, they're very cool. They're fun. I well, enjoy that. And it gives you, it unlocks different things for you to craft costumes or gadgets. And I was just as well. going to say that. There, there, there's, there's, there's a practical three, point. Uh, there's a practical point to it. Yeah, there's four things that you can collect in the game. Landmark tokens, crime tokens, base tokens and research tokens and they all are used to craft or unlock upgrades or costumes or whatever the case is so doing these puzzles which not only is it a nice break uh and they're really fun like to the point where like i was playing yep. Yep. the game and i took a break and did that like renee was sitting watching me play it like she was like ignored her sh her show that she was watching to like watch the puzzle because she was enjoying like figuring it out as well but you get something from it that's actually useful so it serves yeah, a purpose exactly they found a clever way of making sense of it and making it that if you don't want to do it fine but if you want that break and do something a little bit more challenging for your brain not that much more challenging but still it's and contextually it makes sense for me exactly exactly i again i love it i i absolutely adore it so before we move on did you have anything you wanted to add joe just if you aren't playing this game like seriously what's wrong with you go play it like buy it like if you don't own a ps4 go buy a used one so you can play this game like it's worth it it's worth every damn penny 289 dollars correct joe 289 dollars will get you not only a used ps4 that's been completely refurbished and guaranteed for one year at a affiliated thing that i will not say because they don't pay us and we're not you know sponsored by them or whatever so whatever but you also get three games with it and then you can buy spider-man on top of it so why not i <laughs> 
By the way, Marty, Marty do it. Mar- Marty, <laughs> if you have the money, and that's always a big if because we all are strapped for cash at different points. But if you have the money to put a little bit extra to get the Pro versus the regular PS4, I haven't seen comparison shots yet. I would like to see them because as beautiful as this game is, which is spectacularly beautiful, I am looking at it and going, oh, I can see that's a little rough and, you know, not a big deal. But yeah, and I'm curious how much better it is on the Pro. And this game is fucking worth a Pro. That's if you are buying a console for it, splurge a little bit more and buy the Pro. Holy fucking hell. And, and I mean, say, if you listen to old episodes, I was one of the ones saying, like, don't waste money on a fucking Pro. The 5 will be out, you know, before the Pro. It's it's worth spending extra money on a Pro. But now for this, I'm like, oh, yeah, buy the fucking Pro. <laughs> from, from what little I've seen, it is a pretty big difference, especially yeah. when you look at the photo mode stills. The, the fo- photo mode and shadows in particular. Yeah, like it, the the amount of detail on the costuming and the lighting is, it, it's a pretty big difference. Now that's not to say that the game doesn't look gorgeous. Oh no, oh, exactly. AP on a, a regular high definition TV, yep. it looks just fine on that. This, if you happen to have a pro and a 4K TV, you're gonna have, you're gonna get more mileage. And that's the thing, like it. I'm equating this to say a theater, not a theater experience. Sorry, a watching a movie that you really like at 1080p, and then seeing that same movie that you adore in 4K on a 4K TV. If you don't have a 4K TV, I don't know how much of a difference it would make anyway. But if you happen to have a 4K and you're looking to buy a PS4, and this is a game that you're very very excited for then yes yeah, spend a little bit of extra money i i i like i i stand behind this spend a little bit more on the pro and you sh- you will not be fucking disappointed it's unbelievable i am taking pictures all the fucking time every time he climbs a high tower and i look around and there's new york at night or there's new york first thing in the morning oh, and there's all these things and it's like this it's too goddamn beautiful a game I, I totally forgot the fifth thing that there there is one more thing that you can collect that I, I want to mention very briefly that is actually really really cool, the black cat items. Have you encountered those at all, Rob? I have not. <laughs> My ears oh, went up. <laughs> I know about the black cat items. <laughs> so Felicia Harding is active in New York City, and she is doing a very classic, like, cat and mouse game with Spider Man. Stop talking. Le- stop. No, don't. Nope. Stop. Stop. I want to see But they're all over the city and every single one of them is worth finding and getting. Oh, God damn it. Oh, I wish I would have stumbled upon that. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. OK, yet again, another reason to fucking play this game. I, but, I looked at my progress. I'm at like 30 or 32 percent or something like that. Do you know what you're at, Joe? I have no idea. So, anyways, and that's just I know what my percentage is at. That's about it. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. So much fun. Okay, let's move on now to the PlayStation uh, lineup tour. There was some interesting stuff and and very confusing stuff. (laughs) Vince, you're up. Yeah, I heard about this last night. Like, oh, Sony's got a a TGS thing. Uh, It was going to be at like 6 in the morning or 5 in the morning or something. I was like, all right, I'll catch you tomorrow. And I was like, wait a minute. TGS isn't this week. 
<laughs> Tokyo Game Show actually starts next week. Yeah. This is just a little like promo event Sony put together to show off the games that they're going to be showing off at Tokyo Game Show. And it was just a weird presentation in general because first of all, Japanese audiences don't tend to react quite as uh, enthusiastically as Western audiences do. So it's basically like every time they cut to a crowd, it's just people calmly sitting there. That was an understatement. <laughs> that poor DJ at the front, he was trying so hard and people are just sitting there. <laughs> I'm going, oh, you poor, poor man. <laughs> and like the presentation itself was this weird setup of a dual shock spaceship flying through the galaxy being piloted by the voice, the worst versions of the PlayStation face buttons. <laughs> it was being piloted was by so the worst voice actors ever. <laughs> With obviously last minute added in English voice acting dubs for the English stream. And even I, I feel bad for her because I know she was doing her best. They had a live translator translating the Japanese oh to English. And it was fine when it was like normal people talking, but when she was trying to live translate video game trailers, oh, it was it was not pretty. And nothing against her. I know she was doing her best. That fucking trailer, especially the one for the judge, was so confusing. <laughs> and she did not help. My imagining of what was going on in the scene before she started to do the translation <laughs> made a lot more sense. <laughs> But we'll, we'll get to that in, in a few minutes. Uh, we'll just go through what they showed off. They started off with a game called Project Awakening. Uh, as far as I know, this is like the reveal of the game. Uh, and it looks to be a, like a Souls-type uh, third-person action RPG that, from what I saw in the trailer, is taking a very direct shot at the, at the Souls franchise. Because as the hero is walking up towards the dragon, he passes by like fallen soldiers. And one of the... the broken pieces of armor he passes by is very clearly the cover art helmet from demon souls yeah so if you're gonna take that shot you better be able to follow up looked good though i look great i don't know that i play it but it looked impressive that's for damn sure mm -hmm. then they brought out kingdom hearts 3 with the reveal of the big hero 6 world i got very excited yeah. for that. Okay. yes yes when it, when i'm like i'm like okay it's another kingdom hearts and i kind of tuned out until i heard go go i was like what <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty great and then following that up with kingdom hearts vr which looks to be vr versions of literally all the games from the original through three which is pretty crazy <laughs> Also, really weird because one had janky ass motherfucking controls. So I'm wondering. One of them was a card battling game almost. So. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really curious how that's going to work in VR. Uh, I don't know if it's just going to be like um, reinterpretations or if it's going to be a complete redo of all the games. I don't know. The thing but to keep it, in mind with some of these is that we're seeing more now where developers are understanding that just because you're making a VR game, and I'm not speaking to this because I don't know if that's what these guys are doing. I actually didn't watch this portion of it, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. But not all developers are making the games so that it feels like you are the central character. You're getting a lot more games coming out which are using kind of the essentially the, like the, the god mode where you are just looking down and you're controlling and you can see because they realize this with like Moss that works. First person Sora with uh, the Keyblade. Okay, now that might not work then. <laughs> yeah. Depends on how they do the movement. 
I mean, I, I'm just more trying to figure out how they're going to go about. Again, there's what seven games, Joe? Eight? Uh, I think something like that. Yeah, it's somewhere in that vicinity. So that's a lot of content to completely create VR versions for. Yeah, and like I could see them watering it down a little bit to make it work, and I'd be, you know, honestly, I'd be okay with it. I mean, it, at the end of the day, we don't know. It's it's yeah. ambitious. I can tell you that much, but it's Kingdom Hearts, so it'll probably sell. Uh, we continued on the Square Enix train. Uh, they showed off a trailer completely unnamed. I had to find out after the fact. It's uh, it's for a game called Project Prelude Rune. No details whatsoever on the game itself. Just a pretty. Here's what the game's going to look like. And oh, look, very pretty. <laughs> it did the actual. I have the same note. Don't know name of game. <laughs> <laughs> but it looks like it is beautifully hand-drawn with, like, watercolors even at points. Like, mm-hmm. I I adore that kind of art style. I, I think it's absolutely stunning. And we, because of the complexity of doing that, not necessarily accurately, but well, in games, you don't really see it all that much. This really looked impressive. I, I love the style of it. Yeah. And we were talking on Discord this morning that... I said, my notes are pretty weird right now. I'm probably not going to know what half of them mean in 12 hours when we do the show. I was right. <laughs> and while you guys were talking about Spider-Man, I was looking over my notes and making additional notes for the notes. <laughs> I've still got my original notes, and they're not that clear either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then uh, the big uh, thing that a lot of people were excited about, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, which was a GameCube game, is getting a remaster and coming to PS4 and Switch. Looked and what made, good. Mm-hmm, what made Crystal Chronicles such an interesting game was that it was a cooperative Final Fantasy game. So that's going to be great on the Switch, and I'm sure mm-hmm. perfectly fine on the PS4. We got a brief CG trailer for a Monkey King game. Okay. And then I just have question marks, because I know they showed off something really interesting and weird, but I have no idea what it was. <laughs> Don't look at me. One, I don't fucking know. Yeah. One of the <laughs> highlights, though, was Dogfighter World War II. Yeah, he's a maniac. This- May- Did you not have that in your head? I no, swear I to God. Oh, my God. That's what the theme sounds like. Maybe it's because it's Hall and Oates. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's this cool, uh, you know, aerial combat uh, game set in World War II. And then I realized partway through the trailer, the pilots are literal dogs. Because Dude, I didn't see talking, that. When they're yeah. talking on the radio, it is the little, literally uh, dogs and dogs. The little portraits pop up, and they're literal dogs. That's That makes Dogfighter a ten times better name now. <laughs> I didn't see that. And Roger will buy this game oh instantly God. because of it. Oh, I'm crying. <laughs> I didn't see that. That is fucking awesome. <laughs> That is just it's so weird. It's so Japan. And that's the crazy thing. When when we watch a, an E3 or a Gamescom presentation, like, you know, there's a certain like theme to them and they kind of like balance it out. Of like, OK, like here's the, the family games. Here's the big budget oh, games. This was just literally throwing spaghetti at the wall. And yeah. just here, here you go. Very, there's very no colorful spaghetti. presentation. <laughs> Well, you you know what it seems like to me is so way, way, way back when, when Xbox One and and PS4 were first announced in that same E3, 
it was very much portrayed that the Xbox was going to be the gaming console and the PS4 was going to be like the multimedia one. Like they had swapped roles and then both of them sort of course corrected to like keep the natural balance. This feels more like Sony's just like, fuck it. We have momentum now. We have two really great exclusive. Well, we've had multiple exclusive great titles that have helped propel us into like a gaming, like a good hardcore gaming like market again let's see what else will stick and what players are going to fucking latch on to i don't care if it's goofy i don't care if it's weird just fucking throw it out there see what they react to and i'm okay with that like do that shit that's what nintendo's doing fucking mm-hmm. do it so yeah keeping with that tonal whiplash after the dog flying game they cut to days gone which i i'm ready for this game to come out with so we can just stop talking about it because i'm still completely uninterested same Following that up with anime bullshit, the game in God Eater 3. Not familiar yes. with the, the super franchise. anime bullshit. Other than that, it exists, but it is A plus top tier anime bullshit. I actually tried to watch the anime and I got through the first episode and it was like, okay, well, I'm done because it is. It's, 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 it's one of those. Holy fucking hell. Yeah, it is. And it's too bad because there are elements of it that can work very well. Yes, still very tropey anime, but not ridiculously misogynistic bullshit, just cool fucking mechs and different things like that. And and there's elements, again, that could be fun and well done. It's just you throw in all the other bullshit, and it's like, oh, fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, following that up with, from what my notes say, question marks, Tom Clancy Fortnite thing, question mark. Quote, some weird war fighting game. Yeah. That's what I've got. (laughs) So if anybody listening knows what the hell half this shit is, please let us know. (laughs) For the record, a lot of it was in Japanese people. Okay, (laughs) It's not our fault. We weren't drunk. I mean, there are two, well, three things that I think that were in this presentation that I can't wait for you to get to because I got really excited about it. All right. Well, is one of them Black Ops 4? No. No. Move on. Okay, moving on then. (laughs) (laughs) we got a new earth defense force game coming out earth defense force iron rain and i i'm vaguely familiar with the earth defense force games and the fact that they exist and to my knowledge it was always uh battling against like the weird ants we saw so a lot of like the more alien and like techno stuff at least to me i've never seen in the franchise before but i've never actually played any of the games it's a good day to die. It had so uh, many of those lines. Shower oh, them with lead. And I'm Don't like, oh, wrong. for fuck's sakes, come on. But I, I think that's kind of what you're signing up for with the franchise. Well, they were shooting at giant ants. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we got the briefest of glimpses of Ghost of Tsushima. I, I, and I mean brief. Really? Do we care? We're already sold on this game. Like, yeah. I don't think we need to see uh, anything else on it at all. I'm curious, though, how the Japanese audience is going to react to a very traditional Japanese game developed by a Western studio. Though. Yeah, I'm yeah. also really curious about that, too. I am as well. Uh, also, and then I just the... want any more news on the game because, like, <laughs> I want to know more. Mm-hmm. You have well, to buy so a PS4 we're... first, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. It would look amazing on a pro. <laughs> Uh, another very brief glimpse of Death Stranding. Um, essentially, it's just the E3 trailer done again for Japan. Because they, they say, go to the website to see more, and it's just the E3 trailer. 
I have, I don't know about you guys, but like, I thought it was weird and I was intrigued before. And now I'm just like, I, I have no interest in it now. I have interest. Like it's gotten weird. And then like this brief little glimpse brought me back to the, oh yeah, the weird Mads Mickelson zombie soldier thing. I'm actually curious about that <laughs> because it's Mads Mickelson. He looks fucking weird. Not in the least. I'm not going to play it, but I want to know. Yeah, I don't even want to know. If if this <laughs> dropped off the face of the planet tomorrow, I'd be quite happy. Uh, another look at Resident Evil 2 HD, but nothing that we haven't really seen before. Uh, and then we got a new trailer for Dead or Alive 6. Personally, never particularly cared for the Dead or Alive franchise. Although yeah. uh, it seems that they're willing to give Soul Calibur the crown and weird breast physics because this looked a lot less exploitative than other games in the franchise have to me. Give it time, they'll course correct. Um, sure. But the big one that what I saw on Twitter that reminded me of, oh, yeah, Sony had a thing last night. Samurai Spirits, the resurrection of the Samurai Showdown fighting games. Mm -hmm. For oh, me, boy. as much as I love Street Fighter and stuff, Samurai Showdown was actually my favorite game back in the day because it's the one that the local video store had. So it's the one I played on, you know, lunchtime at, at, from from school and after so, yeah, Samurai Showdown 2, I put a lot of quarters into that, and this looks awesome. They're doing full Unreal Engine 4 3D graphics, and it looks way, way better than King of Fighters 14 did a year or two ago, which was just janky and weird looking. The art style is fantastic. Uh, it's actually the same art director that was on uh, Street Fighter 4. So some of those, like, inky slashing graphics that didn't quite fit with Street Fighter actually work really well here because it it's that, you know, Japanese calligraphy sort of art style type to it. And it just looks, it looks awesome. I'm in. And then we get to what was the big game of this uh, show, the project judge, AKA judge eyes, which this is what we were talking about. The first several minutes of this trailer is like five different characters in an office, all having conversations, some of them on the phone with people and this poor translator trying to keep up and I could not make any sense out of it. What was funny is that it took a while for me to realize, and I think it took a while for the translator to realize. Yeah, she didn't start until like... <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you're, you're watching it and it, it doesn't sound like everybody's having a different conversation. But then you're hearing all these things and you're going, okay, is this a translator is not getting what's happening or... Translated I think it was just properly, too much for but it one was, person to do. Live. I don't think it's just that. I think it's they literally were translating what the sounds were in the game, but because it's all coming from the same translator, yeah. you don't know who's saying what or what's going on. So there's multiple conversations going, but you don't know who's saying what, and it's kind of weird what they're saying too, until finally the secretary or the whoever the woman was that was derogatory. I apologize. She could have been a law partner as well but slams the phone down and is then saying be quiet. And then all of a sudden you get a little bit more of an understanding of what it is that's going on. Yeah. Near as I can tell, the concept of the game is young hotshot lawyer is somehow disgraced and has to take on a, a life as a private investigator. That's what I'm getting out of this because it, it definitely takes a, a tonal shift and a, it looks like a time jump forward because he's got a different haircut and a scraggly yes, beard. Yeah. And like this was actually the the story trailer was very impressive. They they clearly brought in a number of known actors in Japan 
I don't know any of them because I don't watch a lot of Japanese TV and what have you, uh, unless they've been in a Godzilla movie or in an anime. <laughs> place them. But it, they clearly like digitally put them into the game. They did facial motion capture. There's like an actual known band in Japan that did the music for this game. So like there, there's a lot of production value here. And like the thing that I was coming to, especially with the detective angle is like, this is like a Japanese LA noir. And that would be really cool. Like I, I was very interested in this. Like, okay, we'll, we'll see what they do. They didn't show off too much of the actual game, but they talked about, you know, you're a detective, you're going to be solving cases. All right, I'm, I'm down for this. See, I then, really saw the um, the influences of the Yakuza series on this because I've been... See, I didn't at first I, until we got the we, second trailer. Well, I saw it once he was on the street talking to people mm-hmm. because I've been watching periodically, not not nearly often enough, but a lot of Sushi's stream has been playing Yakuza. And so I never would have seen that because I'm not playing the Yakuza game, so I appreciate her putting those out. But you saw all those very similar elements of on the street, talking to powerful people and things that mm-hmm. happen on the street. So you can definitely see they're pulling their that into this game as well. Right, but then I saw I found a second trailer that was posted uh, on Twitter and elsewhere after the presentation, which was the gameplay trailer, which was the, oh yeah, the Yakuza guys made this game because it's, it's literally the same developer as Yakuza. Yeah, exactly. With all of the... See, Yakuza has that tonal shift of the, it, the main story is actually very serious and, and very involved, but it's surrounded by all this wacky, weird, crazy shit. And they're bringing that along to this game. The fighting style is completely over the top. There's all kinds of weird arcade mini games. And like, there, there's some cool stuff here of, you know, being the private investigator and having to get like the photos uh, of the, the people you're, you're, you're looking in on. And, you know, the better the photo, like the more evidence you can present, the more money you get. Like there's some cool stuff there combined with like, I'm dressing up as a vampire to sneak into this club and playing <laughs> arcade games. And like, completely weird bullshit but i'm okay with that like i've slept on the yakuza franchise for years and, and like now that i'm seeing them like okay i might be interested in those games but there's like 10 of them at the <laughs> so this is like a new franchise like get in the ground floor it's gonna be fun but also could have like a pretty interesting story to it as well i agree joe was sekiro one of your games why yes it was <laughs> how did i know i i i have been so looking forward to it and like every bit of new information we get even when it's just like just seeing the same trailer over again it's like yes well we definitely saw a lot of new stuff in this trailer though yeah go for it man yeah so uh from what we know since it was first revealed Sekiro is going to be a straight-up action game no uh Souls-like RPG elements but what they showed off a lot in this game is some of the crazy bosses you're going to be going up against like giant wolves and warriors of various types the one that really like tweaked my interest though like more than it already was was when you first like he's in the that burning building and you see the guy like floating in the sky i'm like okay you know he's some crazy ninja wizard dude and then you realize as he's walking around the the room as the uh flames are flickering you're catching little bits of invisible wire that he's walking on and that just completely changes your perception of the scene. Like, okay, he's pretending to be this crazy wizard, but no, he's just a badass ninja walking on wires. And it it, it calls it made me real animes too. Yes, this is literally Ninja Scroll the game, and I'm a hundred percent down for that. Yeah, and then that was my takeaway too. Like it was Ninja Scroll the game giving me everything that I've wanted since I was a teenage boy. Yes, thank you. I'm happy. 
Yeah, by people who make damn good games. Yeah. All right, then we get into kind of a, a, a lightning round here, some other stuff they wanted to show off. Left Alive, some mech game, no idea exactly you know good what the great. gameplay of it is, but it looked it had big mechs, so cool. At, at first, I thought it was going to be another front mission game, but because uh, it has a similar mech style, but it it wasn't. No, that's Gungrave you're talking about. No, no, that was oh, Left okay. Alive. Yeah. Gungrave is uh, bringing back an old PS2 yes. game, which I remember playing like the demo of, I think. And like, it was cool, but it had a great art style to it. And uh, that's definitely the main thing I can remember. So seeing where they go with that, it, do you, did you play the original Joe? Uh, yeah, it was one of my absolute f- like favorite PS2 games. It it's devil may cry style like it's in that same vein it's god of war devil may cry over the top just like the anime where you play as gungrave and it's just like yes i would love to be an undead hitman yes i would love to have mystical powers yes let me just go shoot things it is uh phenomenal at least in my opinion the big thing i remember about it was that it was clearly um one of the art designers from trigun that was very influential there because you can absolutely see that in the character designs yep absolutely so yeah, bringing back Gungrave uh, in PS4 era. We'll see how that goes. Uh, definitely interested. Yeah, they, they had me. As soon as I saw like the art, I'm like, <gasps> so I'm in. Uh, we got a very brief glimpse of Red Dead Redemption 2. This was different music than we've heard before, though, right? I think so, yeah. Right, it, it definitely had like a different influence than like the traditional Western music, and I was into it, too. Yeah, like, definitely. It, changing up the presentation for the Japanese audience, and I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. Make sure that music's in the game, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another in the long line of weird schoolgirl romance games called Love R. Nobody cares. And then we get into the VR segment of the show. And the first one they show off is Ace Combat 7 Skies Unknown. This looked intense as hell. This looked vomit-inducing. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> No lie. That's what that looked like to me. <laughs> but I mean, it, it was like the the same quality graphics we've seen from all the eight other Ace Combat games, literally sitting you in the comp- cockpit. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely limits to VR of flying a, a plane at 700 miles an hour and spinning around. But uh, well, see, the thing is, is that if they do it right and they allow you to mm-hmm. always see the cockpit around you and don't allow too much head movement then you'll be fine because you've got that frame of reference in the same way as you do right. with the roller coasters so that'll be fine but it's if it's not clear which again the psvr has some issues with that um damn it what's the name there's the other space one where you are fuck i can't remember the name of it but you are flying a ship and it's one of the really good ones valkyrie or something like that was it the eve game no it's the valkyrie one yeah, that's that the one that game. ties in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Spectacular fucking game. But it was so blurry that I it was making me nauseous as well. So those kind of games are really fucking tricky to get right in VR, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But the other one that showed off was that they Astro got right. Bot that they Rescue got right. Vision. I'm going to take <laughs> it from here, Vince. <laughs> Astrobot is a good boy. He was awesome. <laughs> What's funny is that um, 
I've seen commercials for this, but I haven't looked too much because I actually was hoping to, I'm just going to fucking get it and play it because of how much I adored Moss and, and well, not the game, but Quill, um, and how attached you get to these this little fucking creature, and because of how it was done in that god mode, um, where you're looking down and not just viewing but helping as well. Now I'm looking at this, and I'm seeing like Wally, just a much cleaner version of it, kind of thing. And you're helping him along and doing shit with him and stuff like that. And you're helping with puzzles. It looks amazing. You got throwing stars, and you can again use your controller to help your little robot dude along. It I, fucking I like the looked way they amazing. Implemented the motion controls so that, yeah, yeah, you're actually interacting with the game world along with him. I adore this. This is like, I'm buying this day one and playing the shit out of it. I love it. And it seems like they're trying to turn Astrobot himself into like the Sony, uh, yeah. at least in Japan, VR mascot, which that's cool. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, we got to look at a brief trailer uh, for a game called Deracine. I'm sure I'm pronouncing that wrong because it's French. Yes, you are. Uh, <laughs> No idea what the game is, but it's actually also from From Software, reminding people that they do stuff other than crazy over-the-top action games. We didn't see enough of this. I was very curious. Yeah, mm. it was, like, super limited, and I'm like, that's one of the ones that I, was, I really wanted to know more about. Uh, and then I don't remember the name of that that John Wick casino shooter-looking game. but they That's a London that. heist game, isn't it? Okay, I, I couldn't remember what it was called. I know we talked about it before. Yeah, that looks amazing. And this trailer just even more amazing. So it's nice to see that. Yeah, I think this is the first track. time they showed off the motion control integration, right? Well, we'd already seen that because it's essentially the same thing, just a more polished version of what was in the, the demo that came out with the PSVR because that's what that mm -hmm. London heist is based off of. So, which it's fucking right, let, let me rephrase this. This is the first time we've seen the motion control in the trailer. Actually showing off the one-to-one. -one Got movement. you. Yeah, I probably. Because I was like, I was, I was watching this. I was like, okay, that's cool. And when he's like holding the, the detonator and then it flashes to him holding the, the PlayStation remote, I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> it's actually, again, one of uh, the, the demo one, the, um, the fighting, not the fighting, the shooting in it is, I don't want to say the best, but it might be in terms of all the other types of shooting games. I could sit and just do target practice in that game and have a lot of fun. It's that fucking well done. Uh, and then we got a brief glimpse of uh, Kill X, which is some sort of weird horror game. And then Demo Reborn, which again, my notes are little girl shadow thing rhythm game question mark. Piano playing creature in anime. Okay. That's all, all right. I fucking got. I got it. <laughs> and that doesn't even fucking make sense. <laughs> Final Assault, which I actually don't remember what that one was. That was the toy soldiers that you're playing. Oh, that's right. Like, like the strategy game. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, another big surprise, Space Channel 5. That, the... Fucking what yeah. the fuck space dancing game? That's my notes on it's that. The old Dreamcast, <laughs> That's a Dreamcast rhythm game. game. Yep. Yeah, bringing it back for VR and PlayStation. That's great. I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. That actually makes me want to get VR. <laughs> After everything that's come out that I'm talking about it being that fucking awesome, that's what's going to get you to buy a PSVR. Joe well, that, is... that, that and Beat Saber. 
<laughs> a Beat Saber is fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh my god. Joe Honestly, is clearly susceptible to Ulala's wiles. It, it, okay, it's one of the games that I loved playing on the Dreamcast back in the day. Uh, it's one of the games that I repurchased a Dreamcast to be able to play again. <laughs> whatever God. hey listen joe you do you i support you oh, i support you. you but i'm judging <laughs> <laughs> i'm not judging joe. not at all and then they uh wrapped up the vr portion with well they interrupted it with a very awkward let's throw some in giant inflatable golf balls around the, the studio it's like again nobody gave a shit oh it's so fucking weird <laughs> But that was the lead up to uh, everybody's golf VR. Everybody's golf was a pretty good hit for them uh, on PS4. As far as golf games go, it's like the follow up to Hot Shots Golf. And they're doing it in VR. So, OK, have fun. And then they closed out the uh, the presentation with a brief montage of essentially a bunch of stuff we already knew about. I love, though, that the montage that they just kind of threw together are the big fucking titles that they've been having yeah, here Anthem, in the West yeah. and the Fallout 76 the beats ever, all of these big whoa. titles. Whoa, whoa, one piece. Like, that. I want more of that, damn it. Looks like a Spider-Man version of, of like, One Piece. It's great. And it, it cannot be understated just how ludicrously popular One Piece is in Japan. All right, yeah, that was... With good reason. That was the uh, Sony TGS lineup presentation very interested to see uh what actual information we're getting about most of these games next week yeah so am i very much okay let's move on we only have a couple other things to talk about very briefly but we did get some gameplay of life is strange 2 which kind of answered well not can kind of it answered a lot of the questions that we had as to why why are they on the run well now we know marty you're up Oh my God, this trailer, this gameplay trailer. So I watched it at work. Um, and right now in the city of Chicago, there is a, a case uh, involving a young man who was gunned down by the police. Uh, this was, I'm going to start from there because that is the point that uh, pulled me like not out of the, of the game, but just pulled me um, like in multiple directions uh, to the point where like, uh, I think the only reason why I didn't, um, pre-order the game right then and there was because uh, I think I left my wallet in my car. <laughs> um, so, so life is strange too, it, where it's the story of Sean and his brother, Daniel and their dad. And the gameplay trailer opens up with them getting off of the school bus and showcasing the choice of uh, the, how the choices are made and uh, you know, pretty standard stuff where you are, you and your friend Lila, she's trying to help you with your game to, flirt with this girl and uh, via text which thank god that was not something i had to deal with when i was a teenager because uh <laughs> i don't think i had a friend like lila um my friend beth would have totally ruined that but uh you go and you find daniel and you have choices to talk to and you're you find your dad working on the car that is going to be your graduation present um and you've got some choices of like oh you know tell your dad the truth about the party that you're going to go to tonight or lie to your dad about what you're going to do at the party tonight. And uh, in this gameplay trailer, what I found very interesting is that the player chose to tell dad the truth and he gives you extra money because you told him the truth about what you're going to do tonight um, and how you're not going to be dumb and just drive home by yourself. If you're drunk or stoned, you're just going to have a good time at your friend's house. I really found that the, 
they were making him to appear to be way too good a dad. And it's like one of those, oh, you know something bad's coming. Like oh. it was it, it was way, way too much. I like I there was so much going on here where you're going, Well, that's a good dad. Oh, well look at that. Oh, well, this is a nice okay, you're overdoing now. Oh, for fuck's sake, come on. So it was one after another. So it it, it kind of I think was a little too heavy handed in the trying to make him appear to be damn near a saint at one point. So the dad actually reminded me of a coworker um, who talks about when we were uh, in the same unit together, would talk about his sons in a, in a way that I would expect the dad to talk about his kids. And I know no child is perfect. um, Except like when you're talking about your kid to your coworker, sometimes I don't know. I didn't, I knew it was a little heavy handed and I was like, this is going to end badly. I didn't think it was going to end that badly. Um, but damn. Um, then you meet your brother Daniel, and your Daniel, your brother Daniel's coming up with his Halloween costume. He doesn't want to tell anybody what it is. Uh, then he burges, busts into your room while you're Skyping with Lila about how you're going to flirt with this girl, which, again, thank God there's no such thing as Facebook back in the day. Um and you kick Daniel out of the room and Lila says, you know, you should be nicer to your brother and you defend your shitty behavior because you're a moody 16 year old. And that was something that like, I found very comforting about Sean and Daniel that like they're acting like kids would like, I didn't see them doing anything that kids would not be doing. Uh, especially when the bully on the, well, I don't know if he's a bully, but no, he's definitely he's overreacting. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's um, accurate. He's bullies that. Yeah. Uh, so Daniel gets uh, his zombie blood creation, which is corn syrup and red food dye on the bully shirt. And uh, Sean first, the, the gameplay trailer has Sean uh, questioning Daniel instead of confronting the bully. Um, and I was like, no, 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 no. You confront that bully. That's your little brother. You don't, you don't, you show a unified front. <laughs> I was pissed. I cannot wait till this comes out and you are in the conversation this time oh, around. I, yeah. <laughs> Man. Uh, but so uh, there's a fist fight that happens after the bully throws some shade about your mom and your dad. Um, and you knock him out and he lands uh, on a rock, damaging his spine and probably dying right there. Just as the police roll up. Um so I don't know how many of the listeners are actually in Seattle, but Seattle has had a, a number of issues lately uh, in regards to uh, disproportionate minority contact, as well as disproportionate, uh, you know, murder of young people by the police. Um, it's pretty bad. It's not as bad as my city, but, you know, that's a pretty high bar. What's uh, what's what's really... What sets this one aside from the first one for me is how real certain elements are. Um, now, granted, I, I, I felt the same way about the first one in terms of a lot of the darkness that was there and different things, too. Yeah, most definitely. But this here in terms of what's going on right now with the problems with the police as well, and not always the corrupt ones, but also just the ones that are so horribly 
trained that they have no fucking clue what they're doing. And they're also a little bit of a racist also and immediately, you know, judge people based on that, which clearly that you're seeing some of that here as well. But ironically today, well, not ironically because it's always in the fucking news. They were talking about the fake guns being planted by the Baltimore police today. I was reading about that and I was like, oh, for fuck's sakes. And then you read this and there's this cop that is just should not be a cop, should not have a gun in their hands. So it was it was very real. And it's one of those. I don't know anybody living through that being a survivor of that. But I'm betting you there's a lot of people in the States that whether they know it or they know somebody else who's lived through it, like this is going to resonate pretty hard, I'm thinking, for a lot of people. So Laquan McDonald was the kid that I was mentioning at the beginning of the segment. Uh, His probation officer is a friend of mine. So this is a pretty... You know, this is a really rough thing for, I don't think the kids that I work with would play this game. I don't know. They are all, all the kids I've ever worked with are closet nerds. Like it doesn't matter where I found them. They're all closet nerds. Um, but uh, where we left off, the cops roll up and this cop now to ex- to rationalize some of this behavior, we see this kid on the ground covered in blood because it does look real. Um, having a hard time breathing and these other two kids standing over him. Here's where the implicit implicit bias and racism comes in. Sean is Mexican. Daniel is Mexican. Um, They've already made a comment about this, um, about their mom just leaving their dad. Uh, So the cops shaking and uh, reacting hyper. Well, he's reacting. That's when the dad comes out, tries to, uh, to diffuse the situation, which there's no, there's no way he could have like, uh, it doesn't matter what the guy did. Um, he was the minute he showed up, that cop was going to shoot him period. Um, the dad gets shot. Uh, Daniel's unconscious. Then there's an explosion and I don't know what happened. I think this is where the strange element is popping in. But Um, from who? Because I didn't get that from the trailer. I don't know if either any of you picked up on something that I missed. No, I couldn't pick it out. But I was also, I was freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, the the dad's going to get shot. See, I thought it was the kid. And I, again, I could be wrong, but that's the impression I got was that it was the kid. With Daniel or Sean? Which one's the young one again? Daniel, right? Daniel. Yeah. I, I, for whatever reason, the way that the camera angles were and stuff, I, I got the feeling that it was him. But again, I might have missed something. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised if it was Daniel, but I didn't, I couldn't, like, I didn't see. Um, but then Sean wakes up, the cop is down, um, the bully is, I think, dead. Uh, the dad is dead. He's freaking out. He then the cops are on more cops are on their way. Oh, the cop cars flipped over and on fire. Like there's trees knocked down. Uh, Sean picks up Daniel and uh, grabs his backpack, which has beer in it. And they're off. And that's how it begins. By the time this episode is dropped, there will be a documentary series. Um, and probably Roger, you'll probably put it in the show notes. Um, oh yeah. About 
The Road to Life is Strange 2. Uh, so by September 13th, this full video will be out there. So, man, this this is a game that is going to be... Uh, uh, it's I'm already sold. It's going to be hard to play, but I'm already sold. Welcome to Life is Welcome Strange. Welcome to Life is Strange. <laughs> man. Y'all motherfuckers are going to give me ulcers when I'm playing video games. Just fine. Yeah. All right, well, then let's move on to something that's more angsty, then, <laughs> instead of depressing. Vince, you found some Destiny 2 news. I Not necessarily news, just more commentary on, you know, the state of the game, uh, and specifically uh, one of the new endgame contents, the uh, Blind Well, which is much like uh, some of the stuff in the first Destiny and more recently the, uh, the, hell was the Escalation Protocols in Warmind, it's an endgame tier uh, event, so tough enemies, you know, you need a good team together, that's set in a public place. And much like Escalation Protocol, which was fun, it was very frustrating to actually get enough people together to do it. And it appears this, uh, this new mode has a lot of the same uh, hurdles which I, I know, Marty, you've said you haven't had too much issue. But for me, when uh, my days off are Monday and Tuesday. So the most of the time when I was playing Destiny 2 was, you know, late morning, early afternoon on a Monday and Tuesday when there weren't a great number of people online, certainly nobody on my friends list. So I was, you know, if I wanted to do Escalation Protocol for some of the cool quests that were required for it, it was literally me running around the map randomly hoping to find a zone with people actually doing the event capable of doing it. And it was frustrating. And that's one of the reasons I stopped because I could never finish those quests. Yeah, I lucked out. I just zoned in for the escalation protocol. And I mean, the, the number one complaint is like, you can't get a fire team of as many people as you probably need to, unless you're like really, really good at the game to complete all the waves of escalation protocol and probably what's coming up at the blind well, which because the other supers are tied probably to the blind well, we know that at least one is tied to winning, uh, getting a chest in the blind well to unlock the new super. Um, it does make it a little bit wonky. Yeah, if, it, if it's something that you're just doing for loot and you're like, okay, like I don't, I can live without that shotgun or whatever, but that's an actual like important piece of the gameplay right and but also um i got the Icolos protocol shotgun i can't live without that shotgun <laughs> shotgun is that shotgun is amazing um i i see it and i i just i mean i've had no problem either like and this is because i'm what, what you know i'm playing like after work traditional video game hours um i think that what they need to do is either is figure out a way to expand the circle that you can have for your fire team or for parties or something. What we did, um, this, I jumped into this escalation protocol. They invited me to a party and then I invited other people to a party. Then they started the event and we ran and we did it. Um, I think, you know, with looking for group tools, it's a problem that can be solved, but there should be a more elegant solution than relying on that, that particular tool to get to that new content. Mm -hmm. like if, if you want it to exist in the public spaces, I can understand that. Okay. But 
like set a flag, like, okay, I'm interested in doing this event. And then when it instances you into an, a new public zone, you're instanced in with people who also have that flag set. So you still have that public, like kind of random, you know, meeting up style, but you, know, you can actually do the content at the same time. All right, that is going to wrap it up for tonight. Thank you very much for joining us. You can find the show notes at ForTheLore.com, and of course you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also find us on Twitter at ForTheLore. Individually, Joe is Lourdes, J. Vince is Simodian, and Marty is Officer Gleason. Next week is actually, I don't know if you boys knew this, our ninth anniversary. Oh, whoa. So, and my 10th anniversary. I didn't get you anything. Yeah. Because I was waiting for it. <laughs> so nine years for For the Lore and ten years for me podcasting. There will be drinks next week. <laughs> I haven't yet decided <laughs> what we're going to be doing, but it's liable to be a hell of a lot of fun, silliness, and just kind of take a break and enjoy our anniversary. So with that, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to For the Lore. If you'd like to hear more from the guys, check out Popcorn Ronin with Roger and Vince, a movie, TV, and anime podcast, as well as Lore Watch, a Blizzard lore podcast co-starring Joe. And if you're into comic books, check out All Comics Considered with Marty and his crew. Lastly, thanks to Manelli Jamal for the show's theme music. You can find him at ManelliJamal.com as well as on iTunes and help support this incredible musician by picking up his CDs.